Welcome to this week's podcast, Woman Who Chat, where I'll be interviewing women in business who share their inspirational stories and their top tips, especially for you. My name is Sandra Garlick and I'm the founder of Woman Who, and I'm delighted to bring these interviews to you each week to inspire you so that you can achieve in the future. Welcome to Woman Who Chat. This week, I'd like to introduce you to Abby Hoxley from Little PR Rock Marketing. Abby recently shared this keynote at the Woman Who Inspires online network, and I thought it'd be really good if you've got the chance to listen to it too. I hope you enjoy it. I couldn't have had a better topic for a talk as media and communications, because as Dawn said, my name's Abby, Abby Hoxley, and I am a public relations, well, sort of consultant, you know, strategist, whatever. And my business is called Little PR Rock Marketing, hence the logo. So I wanted to share with you today something that happened to me recently. And so that we can build the picture, so to speak, you can imagine me at home, working from home, I'm on the phone, and I've just realised that I have a breaking story. And the story was really impactful. And I remember being on the phone talking to this journalist and I could actually sense the newsroom and I could feel the swell of emotion. I could feel the intensity and the, and all of those things. And I think as I'm talking about it now, I can still feel it. And I remember thinking, goodness, my client is new to all of this media and she she and her son may not be ready for this kind of furore. And there was, there was literally you know, sort of media outlets coming to me from different directions. And I was like, right, this is a massive media circus with the potential to go further. And I need to sort of try and rein this in and sort of whack-a-mole it. And I think sometimes when we're talking about visibility, we forget that our visibility can go global or viral overnight. And I'd seen it happen before with the Miss England. My clients at the time provided the sequin panels for Miss England 2022. And the uh, beautiful, beautiful winner, uh, Melissa Rofe, she ended up overnight on the New York Post, India Today, and it started to snowball. And if you Google her, you'll see exactly how many places that story went. And it's important when something's snowballing like that to, to feel a little bit like you've got a sense of some control because what appears in the media outlets, whether it's in print, on air or, you know, online as your digital footprint, those things can be there for a lifetime and beyond. So if you're caught up in the anxiety of it all, and that could be a point where you need to think, I know I'm not in control of the narrative. However, I need to rein that in a little bit to be able to navigate the situation. And I think my actual words to the journalist were, I know that you're not keen on PR people sometimes, but does this story have to be told right now? And it was such a brave thing to do because as a PR person, you don't want to be sort of blacklisted as somebody who's very awkward. And thankfully they gave me a couple of weeks reprieve. It didn't, it wasn't a time bound story. It didn't have to be told right there and then. And the reason for that was because I was, I was quite scared because it was a safeguarding issue as far as I was concerned, because the mother was, she had this little boy and he'd written two books at the age of four. And literally I felt that it was a safeguarding issue as it was starting to snowball because when it hit the Kenya and then the Philippines and then Pakistan, and then I started to see it translated into languages, which I have no idea what it was saying 
because I didn't speak those languages, I began to realize it was playing like Chinese whispers. And I was really starting to manage the chaos. And I remember thinking, this is where PR as communications is really important because a lot of us think about PR as part of the marketing strand, a part of the sort of promotional marketing sort of sales sort of driven stuff. But actually PR is all about this kind of thing. And this was, this was, a, I was a victim of the, our own success and PR in this sense, it's really vital. It's vital to be able to protect yourself and I would, and I do encourage people to do their own PR. However, I do think that in some circumstances like this, it's very important to have someone there to help you. Now, the turning point for me was the weekend, <clears throat> that weekend, and the WhatsApp messages you started to ping. And I literally felt this process of this story snowballing. And I remember thinking, I feel like when I was a, a support worker in mental health and I felt like I was firefighting and I had to be there 24 seven almost for this, for this, for this parent and the child, because I don't think we'd realized that it was actually going to be such a big story for a four year old to, to, you know, write a book. And I must admit, I think I doubted and I think I made the mistake of not, not really, I underestimated how much the client could manage the circumstance themselves as well as me with my support. And I think that's a danger that we, we don't trust ourselves sometimes. And I think, you know, I realized that actually going through this process that I would then, it was so important to assess everything. So I put like a Google alert on, on the young boy's name and I, I could see it, you know, sort of every day, these things would come back and where it had gone and whether it was, you know, different languages and stuff. And actually then I thought what I need to do is introduce them to the media in a way which is basically it's 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 making it easier for them to introduce them to the process. And so I went to Black Country Radio and we, we had a great time with Lee Perry on the radio and it was easier to do that and introduce them slowly. And now they're doing really, really well. And people know me for talking about credibility, confidence, and I'll talk about the book that I've written later, but credibility, confidence in this sense was knowing that the story was really impactful. And I think that's the most important thing is having an idea of what it is that you have as your snippets and moments and relevances. And the reason I'm mentioning those three words is because it's part of a strategy. And I think part of the strategy for me at the time was to be very brave. Obviously, I had to be brave and say, could you please, you know, hold hold your horses? Because anxiety, you know, nobody wants to be in a situation where you're, you're, you're in a situation, the intensity of the media outlet, and then they've got that throwaway question at the end and you say something which, you know, is either the, the reason for the next interview or it's the reason why, you know, the, the next story is not going to be a good one for you. So... I would say anxiety and there's lots of coaches on here and, you know, anxiety is something that it doesn't matter where you get it. You know, if you, if you just breathe and then if you're telling the story that needs to be told, then that is how the best way to approach that sort of situation where something goes viral. And I think, you know, a big smile, you know, what you really want is the news outlet to ask you back. And the reason you want to do that is because you want to be in a position where you are a go-to expert again and again, or telling your own personal story again and again in different ways for different audiences. So that's happened to me, actually. I was interviewed three times on Ticker News. And at the end, the guy sort of said, oh, that was nice. You know, big smile on my face. And I'll take that. 
And I think the reason it was like that and the reason I came back a few times was because of these three words. I told what needed to be told for that story. So I told snippets of what I actually wanted to say. Moments that made an impact and relevances as well, things that were time bound and actually were of that moment. And the reason I say, you know, snippets and moments and relevances is because sometimes we feel that we have to share chapter and verse about everything for the first time we're ever interviewed. And that can be a bit of a danger, really, because there won't be any more of the story to tell. So it's actually having a think about what you'll tell and stagger the information over a period of time. So. I did have some tactics that I learned, which I wanted to share with you about the media circus that obviously experience that I had. And the first one I wanted to say was, when you have a story of any sort, think about the big picture. Think about, you know, how big is that story really? And I know all of our stories are like really important to us, but actually how big is that story? Because, you know, when we get to the point of wanting to feature in the big nationals or even globally, what impact is that going to make on their audiences and stuff? And if, if it's not something you want to do, that's fine. But if you do want to do it, what do you need to do to improve what you offer to get into that publication, to get into that online magazine, to get into that TV program or whatever? What is, what is, what, you know, how big is that story? Where does it start? And then where, you know, where do you want it to end? And the other thing I wanted to say as well was about location. Um, I talk about stacking a lot and I talk about stacking, which is building your confidence to get yourself into the position of the media so that you can tell those stories with confidence without worrying. And so when, when I say that, so the second tip for me really is about not underestimating the local media. I think people sort of, you know, when they come to me, they might say, yes, we want to be in the broadsheets. And I'm kind of like, well, are we, are we kind of ready for that yet? But actually, there are loads of ways with local media, free subscription sites, paid subscription sites where you get journalist requests. And those are great for practicing, practicing your craft, practicing your email subjects, practicing all of those things, because Going global overnight is 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 scary. I remember I wrote an article and it was all about media overexposure, which is a good job because I put it on to practice with this young lad. And it, you know, it, it was a global story that then ended up as a, as a, a runner up of Public Relations Today MVP awards. And actually, I remember when that story broke because I knew, it, you know, it was a, it was it was seen by a lot of people that actually the anxiety it just rushed over me. And I remember thinking, wow, that is intense. And I, I think it's important to realise that, you know, going through the process is an emotional journey. So the third tip I would say as well is, and I think we talked about this a little bit in the breakout room, was actually becoming a, a reporter on your life in three different areas. So you've got your educational story, you've got your inspirational story, you've got your motivational story. So for me, the education was talking about PR for, you know, giving my experience back to you to help you. The inspirational, you know, that's my own personal emotional journey, you know, with my own emotional health. And obviously the motivational is basically me saying to you, you know, this is this is the situation. We always moan about the media. A lot of us do. Let's make an impact. Let's get out there and let's, you know, make those stories. So. I must admit that when I first started in PR, I was, when I started for myself in 2021 and started Little PR Rock Marketing, 
I had lots of knowledge and 10 years of experience as a media officer at a charity. But what I didn't have was the understanding that the empathy that I had and store in storytelling was the thing that was going to help me manage situations like this media storm, but also with my clients as well. And I think a lot of people, you know, feel that empathy can be a very negative thing, you know, surrounding yourself with negative people and it can sort of bring you down, but actually putting it to good use through PR has really helped me. And I think the reason I wanted to raise that was because actually for me, empathy is a communication. It's a communication. And in this case, you know, for example, in two different areas with my clients, I will, you know, pitch for them. I lift them up. I put a mirror to their success. I then share it. They see it, they shine, they come back to me. And that empathy then comes back to me. But the other thing as well, it enabled me to see this story taking off. So that was the other thing. And then lastly, I do my own PR. Now, I don't know that a lot of PR businesses and agencies do their own PR. But actually, like I said, with that story, emotionally going through something, if some if one of my clients writes an article for something, then I know how that feels. I know how anxious that is going to feel. I know they're going to, you know, sort of make the things that they might find emotional difficulties in because I've been through those things. So <clears throat> the last thing I wanted to sort of talk about in that before I, I, I talk about sort of, a, um, you know, sort of stacking and staggering information was, you know, it is very important to absorb your surroundings. It's very important to feel what's going on around you as a story is breaking and where it's going, because I cannot stop my, my clients making mistakes. I cannot stop the media sharing mistakes. But what I can do as a PR person is, or for ourselves as well, because I do my own PR, so you know we do it for ourselves, is to make taking those risks less damaging. We don't learn anything from not taking risks. So it's easier if we build a reputation with PR and it's a, it's a safety net, I guess, for the trapeze that is the media you know, circus role that we have. And I think that's really important. And that word stacking is so important. It's it's something that I talk about a lot and actually building that credibility confidence so that you can breathe and then just, just go with it. And then the more you do it, the more, the more you get used to it. And that's part of the transition process, the transition process from going from nowhere to, to somewhere. And I do know how that feels because when I started doing my own PR, I did. I was very lacking in confidence and I realized very quickly that I was starting to gain skills that would eventually help others. So I do talk about credibility, confidence. I have written a book just recently. It took me a while, but I put all my yarns and infographics and stories and tips and tricks and how to do press releases and how to do pitching and all those sorts of things into this book. And you are very, very welcome to come to the book launch, which is obviously the first QR code. It's on the 27th of April. And it's at the University of Warwick between half four and seven o'clock. With lots of exciting things there. There'll be cupcakes. I can tempt you with cupcakes. So um, it'd be really lovely to see you there. And then the other thing that we we have, I work with a, a photographer and videographer. We, we put like a, a day package together and that's the other QR code. And basically you come along, you'll learn all those processes. It's like an immersive thing rather than spending ages, you know, sort of reading the book. It's immersive. You'll get your, you know, sort of your, your stuff created for your PR know-how there and then you can get the photographs as well that go in your media kit so you should by the end of the day have a full media kit that you can send out to you know the press or magazines or radio or tv or whatever so the risk is definitely worth the reward 
And I didn't want to leave you on that note at the moment because I wanted you to sort of imagine, you know, your own story going viral and actually think, you know, what would that be? What, 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 is, what, what is it the thing? What is the thing, the quote, the statement, the story, you know, and how does that feel? And then the reason for that is, you know, it, it may be something that you you want to, you know, to have that level of visibility and it may not, but whatever it is, level of visibility that you need and want, then you can work backwards from there. You know, what do you need to know? And also, who do you need to know to help you get to that point? The last thing I did on my on my talk today is I said, you know, what have you got to lose? And it sounds like there's a lot to lose. But actually, as I said, with, pu- with public relations, which is different to marketing and sales, if you're building a reputation through independent third-party endorsement, if you're working through your strategy, then you should be able to negate the damage or any risks because we have to take risks in business. We have to do things. We have to move forward. And the only way to do that is to rely on the reputation that we're building for ourselves. So if you've got any questions, please let me know. Thank you for joining the Woman Who Chat weekly podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can join me next week to hear another inspirational woman in business. In the meantime, you might want to visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey.